Hi guys, and welcome to the Self-Development Collective. So I've made a decision, um, which is really exciting, to do um, like a Q&A uh, podcast recordings where basically I answer a question that someone might have about something that's happening for them right now. So um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen, but I'm getting into coaching. Um, I'm currently a psych student. Um and I'm hoping to become a psychologist. So I am nearly finished with my psych degree. I'm halfway through, but in my second last semester, and then I'll be moving forward to you know, continuing on until I become a psych. And until then, I did want to do some coaching, um, work with people one-on-one, -on -one, like support sessions, um, and really focus on that sort of peer-to-peer -peer support. So Basically, that means like I'll be offering support in areas that I've worked in myself. So obviously, as you might know, um, grief, boundaries, um, uh, narcissism and relationships with narcissists, um, people pleasing, um, that and inner critic. So that's the areas that I tend to focus on because they're the areas that I do the most inner work. So something that I've started just so that, you know, people can get an idea on what I'm like and the type of the type of way that I am in terms of sessions, I thought that I would do Q and A's. So basically um, there's a form that you'll see below that you can send a question and we can just start having conversations about what's happening for the listeners. Um, and I will share some like really simple um, feedback and advice that supported me in my own journey in the hopes that that can help someone else. I had a lady reach out to me um, about my boundaries episode. Now, just to confirm um, every episode that I record Q&A, um, the, uh, the listeners are aware that I'm, I'm using this for a podcast, so they know. Um, I don't use names, which is really important. And I don't give heaps of details because I just think that that's a bit tricky just to practice, you know, privacy. So basically this person's reached out to me. They have a narcissistic person in their life. I did a topic uh, YouTube a little while ago on setting boundaries with a narcissist. Uh, my dad is quite challenging. He is definitely, definitely has um, uh, some, some form of narcissism or a narcissistic personality disorder. Now I know those two things are different. Um, he's never had a formal diagnosis, but I have worked with a psychologist who was able to help me understand that the challenges I was having with my dad were outside of the norm. Um, and that's why I was struggling so much. So I have had that in saying that. Now, this person has asked me to record an episode about setting strong emotional boundaries, um, in particular with this person that they're struggling with, with the person being narcissistic. Um, so today I want to record an episode about strong emotional boundaries because I know that's a really tricky one. So she's asked for some starting steps into creating a strong emotional boundary. Now, the first thing that I did was I asked her what an emotional boundary looks like to her because they are different, obviously, for each person. And the way I have reflected on this was when I started working with a psychologist who actually helped me to understand that my dad was quite challenging, I used to work with my dad. And I had found that really challenging because my dad was always wanting me to do what, you know, what he wanted me to do. Um, he'd get quite fiery if I didn't. Um, there was no, no like basic conversation in terms of like giving uh, feedback. It was all very like heavily based on what he thought, um, his views of things. And basically this therapist helped me to understand that I needed to stop working with him um, and take a step back from that because my mental health was really struggling. So 
I suppose for me, that's the way that I reflect on the emotional boundary in terms of I was working with him and I was really struggling and I really had to figure out how I could start saying no. And so that's kind of the emotional boundary that I was working with in that sense. Um, But I do think that these situations are similar because when I asked this person to narrow down what an emotional boundary is, they said they basically wanted to stop feeling guilty about not being there to take care, basically to stop feeling guilty about their feelings. So, you know, if, if this person gets upset with them for them not visiting or something like that, they wanted to stop taking that on. And this is a tricky part of emotional boundaries. Sometimes with boundary work, we can make it, I mean, it's always our work, but we can do things to stop the person. For example, um, I can reach out and I can stop stop calling my dad. I can block him. I can do things like that. But emotional, like they're more physical boundaries, right? Where we can actively put something in place to stop them from reaching us. But the challenge with emotional boundaries is we're not looking at them not reaching us physically. We're looking at them not reaching us emotionally, but maintaining contact with them. And so the thing with that is it involves a lot. The boundaries literally come down to the inner work and our ability to separate our feelings from theirs. And that is really tricky, especially if you're working with someone who might be really narcissistic or struggle with a narcissistic personality disorder because usually in my experience, again, and I can only talk from my experience, they are really like, they make you feel bad. Um, They make you feel guilty. So the situation that I reflect on most when I think about this person and when she's talking about emotional boundaries is like simple things that simple experiences that I had in a sense, um, you know, once my dad opened up a bill, uh, sorry, I opened up one of my dad's bills, not knowing that it was his, one of his bills. And he basically treated me like a bit of a secretary and expected me to sort it out when it was like one of his personal bills. And I was like, no, like, you know, it's not for me, it's for you. And it just flew off the handle. So like, it's not like a common response in the sense it went outside of, you know, if someone else had approached their parent and said, oh, this is your mail, the parent probably would have been like, oh, okay, thanks. Whereas for me, it came, it became a thing of like making me feel guilty for and, and selfish for not doing things the way he wanted me to do them. And so this is a challenge with emotional boundaries. We're really focusing on how we can separate our feelings from their feelings and how we can separate our response versus reaction to their feelings and being able to really go through that process as we're learning how to cope with them at the same time. So I think the biggest challenge when we're doing work like this is always going to come down to guilt. And that's what this this person had said, that she feels guilty because she... Um, you know, she feels she feels guilty basically for put for wanting to do this for guilty for not contacting them um not you know not doing things the way they want to like you know um not being their therapist there was a lot there and i just think that the biggest challenge with emotional boundaries is it's always going to be our work because we're not putting that physical boundary in place um to separate ourselves from that person so the work is really going to be on separating our emotions from and and our experience from their reaction and that can be really tricky because the thing with guilt right the thing that i personally have have understood of guilt is 
usually we we feel guilt or in these situations when we're talking about relationships with people we tend to feel guilty when we've done something that goes against a value that we have but the challenge is does that value serve us and that is a different story altogether because we can feel guilty for not doing something and have a hold a particular value around that but that doesn't mean that that value is serving us is working for us is helping us to get to where we want to be and so I think the biggest challenge is always going to be and the step that I would suggest right is writing down those values thinking about the values that contribute to you feeling guilty and going in and seeing where those values stem from so usually you know for example my experience you know my values stemmed from my family and what I was told and I think there were particular expectations around what my dad um, thought of me and what he wanted from me and and I do think that a lot of my values stemmed from his expectations right so when I didn't meet those values that he expected of me I felt really bad but I held on to those values as though they were mine and I never really did that introspection until my brother passed away and that's when I and when my brother got sick as well because that's when I really started to think about the way I was living and how it was serving me and whether it was right so I think the work when it comes to or the starting steps when it comes to creating a strong emotional boundary is again going into that space of guilt understanding where the guilt comes from the values that that comes from and then dissecting how those values were created who did they belong to what experiences do you think taught you those values or encouraged those values and my second my second step or my second suggestion which is again based on work that I've done more so in the grief and guilt space but nonetheless guilt and I do think guilt is such a you know it's a big one and it's so common in so many experiences um, again, I am a big um, internal family systems person. I work with that myself internally. It's something that my therapist taught me. It's something I'm reading on and something that I will eventually be doing training on um, as I continue moving forward. But the thing I love about this sort of internal family systems is that they look at us and our experiences, our feelings as different parts. And the best thing, the best way I can describe it is um, the movie Inside Out. So you know how she's got those different feelings? So they, IFS, the whole idea of it is to look at ourselves as those different feelings, right? And then we have the self. So we have, um, we have all the different sort of feelings and emotions we have. And then we have this main core part of us that is untouchable, that's always there, even if we feel it's not, and we might not be able to access it. Um, it's that compassionate, curious place. So basically, I, in a nutshell, it's really helpful to look at guilt as a part of us, but not like attached, like our part of our whole, like it's just the only part that we have. And I think the idea behind this type of thinking is it helps us to create space and think about the guilt. And again, this is similar to the value and the, the values work and the guilt work. So in IFS, the whole idea is we treat guilt as like a certain part and we work with it. And that I love because it's such a big part of self-acceptance, right? So how do we, so what questions can we ask ourselves to help us reflect on this part of us that feels guilty for wanting to put in these emotional boundaries? And the reason that I'm saying this is without working on the guilt first, I do think it becomes tricky because the guilt is usually what prevents us 
from making those decisions and following through with those decisions around any type of boundary. And that's basically the type of work that I struggled with because I felt really bad. I felt bad, bad about telling him that I didn't want to work with him anymore. I felt bad about not handling things the way he wanted me to handle them, even though I was like really struggling mentally. So a couple of questions that I want to leave you with um, to sum up this video. And these are some questions you can ask yourself about your guilt. So the first question is, you know, when you think of guilt, when you think of this part of you that feels guilty, where do you feel it in your body? And that is just to gain awareness as to where it sits and to be able to, again, look at look at the feelings that you get that come up. And I love that because it helps me to understand when it starts to come up and I can feel it in my body and understand it differently. The second question is, how do you feel towards the guilt? So, you know, that's a question to help us get reflecting and seeing this as a part, right? So it's looking at the guilt and it's saying, how do I feel towards this part? And that's that's another step that helps us again to just look at it. And then the third question is, what does your guilt do and or say to you? So when you think about your guilt, you know, what does it encourage you to do? And what does it say to you? What does it sound like? What do you feel like it's saying to you when you get stuck in that part and you're really, you know, working from that place of guilt? Um, and then the last question, which I love, because I feel like for me, it always opens up the door to what's really happening underneath is what would your guilt think would happen or how would your guilt think you would feel if it wasn't there? So my, my belief, my view on guilt is that it's, it's a protective part that can come in and it can, it works to stop us from experiencing certain feelings that we, that they, that this part is concerned will feel overwhelmed by. So working with that guilt, getting to know it, befriending it, focusing on it, understanding it are again, great ways to really start working on those emotional boundaries. Because the thing is, when we start to understand our guilt and when we start to work with it, that's when we start to shift our decision-making, our conscious decision-making, our values. And we really start to work through what's holding us back from setting those emotional boundaries. And this will also, you know, look, I always recommend working with a therapist. I work with a really great therapist. Um, maybe um, going to an internal family systems therapist is helpful as well. Um, but I just think when we're able to reflect on the guilt, the experiences we've had around it, the values that are attached to it, that's when we can start unpacking it. And then from there, again, making different decisions because we understand our guilt as it's coming up. We understand what's created it. We really start to work with it. So they would be the starting steps, I would say, to setting strong emotional boundaries. Um, and again, these are just starting steps. Obviously, there's, there's more work to it. But I do think if I had to say two steps that I would start with, the first, again, would be looking at the guilt and the values we have that that result in that guilt, where those values came from, unpacking that side and then working with our guilt, you know, asking, even if it's just like journaling and asking these questions, something that I love to do is literally like write the question and then write the top five to eight answers that come out. So where do you feel the guilt, you know, write a couple of places or, or wherever, how do you feel towards it, right? You know, a couple of ways you're feeling that the first things that come up and then what does your guilt um, do or say to you? Like, Again, writing whatever comes to mind. And I think that just really opens us up to, again, working with that, that part of us, being accepting, understanding why it is so challenging 
to set those emotional boundaries. And honestly, just by doing that work, we're already starting to create those emotional boundaries because we're separating our feelings and our experiences from, from what we were taught, right? Or what we've been through or what, you know, what others want. We're starting to create that space. And that's why I love this work because I do I do truly believe when I started to create that space in my own life was when I was able to start making more changes. So I hope this is helpful. I hope that you find this episode gives you some insight um, or some question or something that resonates with you and can help you in your own work with, you know, working with emotional boundaries, regardless of whether it's with someone who's narcissistic or not. Um, I do feel like these steps are really um really interesting and, and really powerful steps to help us in starting to work on that that area of emotional boundaries so thank you so much for listening and i will catch you in the next episode